welcome to What Will We Watch the Show, where we revisit our favorite childhood films for the first time as adults. This episode, I'm joined by the fantastic filmmaker Dana Bontempo. Um, just some great insights to film. He's one of my favorite people to talk with. If you haven't listened to our part one episode, go check that out. That's where we discuss our relationship to the movie, our memories of it, and then we dive into the history. And boy, does this movie have a history. <laughs> I hope you enjoy part two. Let's revisit The Emperor's New Groove. Play the trailer. Long ago, in a faraway land, there was a prosperous kingdom ruled by a young emperor. Ha! Boom, baby! He had a serious attitude. You threw off my groove. I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the emperor's groove. Sorry! An evil advisor. By the way, you're fired. I'll take over and rule the empire. And one major problem. I'll just poison him with this. Uh. Hey, Kronk, can you top me off, pal? Be a friend? <laughs> a llama? He's supposed to be dead! Yeah, weird. No touchy. Why did I risk my life for a selfish brat like you? Now I feel really bad. Bad llama. The Emperor's got a new look. <laughs> a new partner. We're gonna have to work together to get out of this. You know, it's a good thing you're not a big fat guy or this would be really difficult. <laughs> and a brand new groove. <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures presents <laughs> the Emperor's New Groove. Uh-oh. Don't tell me. We're about to go over a huge waterfall. Yep. Sharp rocks at the bottom? Most likely. Bring it on. Booyah! I guess, yeah, like, what's the best way to talk about this movie? It's like, it's a farce that takes turns and, like, if we're going to talk about every second of this movie, we'd basically just be talking about jokes. Yeah. And like two or three character building scenes. There's not, I have the same, this is better for me than, oh, this is weird. Atlantis has a lot of good characters and yeah. they're all like, man, they leave me wanting more. I want to, I want to spend more time. Each of these characters I want to see in a movie in a spinoff. And in this movie, it's like, I want more time with the family. I want more time with just, Cusco and Pacha just hanging out, getting yeah. getting into some hijinks. Because when it works, it works really well. So I think the best way would just be to like look at the movie and talk about our favorite elements of it as adults. Sure. Yeah. So I want to start off with Cusco. He's the entire advertising campaign is centered around him. Yeah. He's kind of the big guy. Um, my favorite part, like one of my favorite things, is how he wakes up. <laughs> And I think more people, like, it's the wrong thing to say. I think more people need some Cusco. I, I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. Because he's, like, feeling himself. Dude, get your groove on. More people need the groove. He wakes up to a Las Vegas-style number of Tom. Tom Jones is actually providing his voice and his like him. likeness. Yeah, serenading him as he wakes up in a song that's about him. And it ends with, the perfect world begins and ends with me. me. <laughs> Even I mean, you see the the marketing and all, all the posters, you'd think this is a despicable me 
movie uh. because all the posters <laughs> just have the word me and Cusco doing a little thumb pointing. You know what I mean? It's weird because when I watch this movie, again, like I as my fear is that I'm more Cusco than I think I am <laughs> with how self-obsessed I am. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I think as a kid watching this movie, like his sense, David Spade's sense of humor. Yeah. He's right off. Just shoot me. He this is like height of Spade. Yeah. Post Tommy Boy. Yeah. Post SNL. What do you like? What is it about his sense of humor that like you think as a little kid is like, oh, damn, that is me. <laughs> I am stealing that personality. It's his brattiness. It's his it's his brattiness. You're sarcastic right. brattiness. Yeah, because I like when he's doing the thing, like when he's when David Spade talks about the movie. Yeah, he's like, I guess I'm playing a bratty, uh, a bratty, spoiled, self-centered character, and I'm like, is that just every David Spade that's movie? Every role that he's filled. Yeah, yeah, besides Joe Dirt, that's like every role. <laughs> I forgot that he did Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, huge, uh, uh, huge divergence for him. Yeah, and, that uh, was a character, a real tour de force for him. Yeah. Do you know there's Joe Dirt too? Yeah, I do. Haven't seen it. Me neither. That's part of Joe Dirt, Christopher Walken. Fuck, he's so good in it. Hey, don't talk to me that way. Hey, you're coming at me all all wrong. We're not doing it. We're not doing a walk impression on this. Do it again. I'll sa- no, stab you in the face with not- a soldering iron. That's that's pretty good. Two mice. No, we're fall into a bucket of cream. <laughs> this is not. This is not the catch me if you can't cast. No, catch me if you cast. Frank, I'm taking. Take. I took no. the train here. I'm not okay, taking you it. You honestly have to stop. Damn. Okay, wrap it up. Right. <laughs> move on. Just move on, and I'll follow. Just move on. Um, yeah, I I love. I also think I think the great thing about this character watching it, I was like, it's so funny that he's so polar opposite. Yeah. That he's like the high, the highs of egotistical and pathetic. Yeah. And just yeah, like, it he <laughs> goes from being like, I'm the fucking shit. I'm Anthony uh, Jezelneck. Yeah. I am. There's no fucking no dirt on me. Uh, no dirt. No dirt. And <laughs> Joe Dirt, more like no, no dirt. dirt. And then in a split second, he goes just to him crying in a puddle. Yeah. Just being like, what? Yeah. You, you can do it. Uh, yeah, that. Like literally, yeah. he does that, and they don't affect each other. No, because he'll just go between them, and they don't affect each other. Because he's such a brat. It, that's like the um the erraticness of a of a of a child. Yeah, you know, it's like without boundaries. It's like you go from zero to a hundred to back to zero, like in an instant. Yeah, you know. Um, it's so funny. It gets so funny that this movie. I do think if you were to take a value away from Cusco, yeah, I think more people need to be that excited on themselves. You need to have the the charisma and the groove of Cusco. Yeah, you have to have the heart and soul of Pacha. It is true. Every story really is. Everything is one human being, and I it is, and uh, and it really is. You you need both sides in order to be a complete good or like positive person. Yeah, because Cusco, I mean. Pacha, too selfless. I was going to say... Should we talk about Pacha? Yeah, we should talk about but Pacha. Yeah, go. Uh, I was going to say, uh, and this is a good segue into Pacha, is mm-hmm. at the end of the movie... Maybe I mean, we some... called it out. It's not a good segue. It's but, not. Yeah. It's an awful segue now. Uh, but uh, Pacha, at the end of this movie, kind of has that... You know, at the end of the movie, there's the song that... St- you know, 
it's the second half of the song right? instead of saying the world begins and ends with me it says the world begins and ends with us Aww. and that's the lyric and uh cusco uh gets nature's pool instead of his private pool mm. uh and about when he's about to dive off he he goes boom baby and he's in a he bursts out of his little home in a in a little bane suit and then it cuts to pacha and he goes boom baby and he comes out with a swimsuit i guess that's kind of pacha's arc that they're they're hinting towards they're yeah. saying like pacha's learned to be you know more groovy what i like about pacha I think they set it up really well. You yeah. know, the executives are like, why does he need a family? Yeah. And obviously it's so you care about him. It's so like a guy without a family is not as interesting. Yeah. It's um, the scene where he goes back to his family and he's talking to them and his kids are like, can we stay up? And he's like, and he can't even say no to his kids. He's such a yes man. He's so selfless that he can't even say no to his kids. Mm-hmm. He has man, to be like, what a beta, dude. dude. Don't, don't, don't bring your toxicness over to Pacha. Pacha's dude, doing great. Pacha can't even say no to his kids, dude. Pacha's doing great right now. Okay, he was a little weak. Don't bring that shit here. <laughs> but he, but he, he, he had to be like, I'm not gonna say no, but I'll discourage you by saying me and my me and mom are gonna get a little lovey dovey <laughs> lovey dovey and he scares them off rather than having to say no yeah and i think that is kind of his what he's missing right is that's he, the element that he's is that he's too much of a people blazer yeah and he needs to learn that from Cusco. yeah well he doesn't want to break the news to his wife because he fears that the disappointment of having your village and your house being fuck dude destroyed and having the asshole fucking emperor come in with his summer home uh which is a birthday present to him yeah uh don't want to break that to your family because that's disappointing as fuck right so even he doesn't want to break that news to her he lies oh the emperor wasn't in today can we talk about the scene where so Cusco, it's his 18th birthday he's invited pacha to the (laughs) Yeah, it's a summons. He goes, I love how kind of modern hey, this man. movie. I want to I want to talk to you. I, I, I want to get your <laughs> There's views my on main something. man. And he pulls up and it is just like a diorama of Pacha's yeah. village. And he's like, my village? And then he's like, yeah. Is there a good sun around here? And Pacha's like, it hits. And then we get the meme. It hits it's just right. Just right. The, when, when the sun hits these hills just right, they just, they just sing. And then what I love is when he grabs, he throws Great. down. This huge water park on top, destroying everything. And he's like, it's a birthday gift to me. Cusco-topia. Uh, I love that scene. It's great. Uh, I love how uh, I love how modern, kind of the, the, the language and the references they have or mm-hmm. pop culture. They're kind of modern, but it's set in this. It's a little bit of Mountain Dew ancient, in that stew. Yeah, it is that Mountain Dew-ness of the stew. And uh, it doesn't necessarily spoil it for me, but no. it, it is funny. Like I, I have, a, it's funny to imagine. Like a, it's like a George Carlin joke. It's yeah. like it's funny to imagine this ancient civilization having a guy come in and uh, to like city hall basically and be, oh, I have the summons. Uh, and it's like a little pink slip. I, I have, you know, I have the summons to see you today. Also, oh yeah, perfect. My main man. <laughs> when he fires Isma, yeah, he's like, I mean, I'm not firing you. You can take it whatever way you want. I'm. Uh, we're not picking. We're not renewing your option. You're free to go. We're going in a a different direction. Yeah, we're going in a different direction. So Hollywood. Very, very. Um, I do love, if we're going back to, I wonder if this is kind of a reference to Roger Ayler, but it feels like when Cusco crushes the town with the brand new Cusco-topia, 
it feels like it's Disney cr- basically crushing him, <laughs> throwing his, down, like, <laughs> throwing down Emperor's New Groove on top onto of the, Kingdom this of beautiful, serene mountain vista, and <laughs> them just saying, "Fuck you, we're going Mountain Dew." We're do, we're going with we're going in a different direction. It feels that's a great. Like that. That's a great point. It probably is on some level. Yeah, and basically. you can just picture Pacha as as Ailer just being like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it hit just right." <laughs> um, <sighs> that is one of my favorite scenes. That's what do you, What do you think of Goodman's performance and um, Spade's performance? Uh, I think I think Spade is well cast. I don't think Spade's ever done a good performance in his life. That's not supposed to be like a weird diss to him. Okay. I just don't think I haven't seen. I've yet to see David Spade in uh, in a role that's like, man, he was wonderful in this. Mm. Can you think of any? I'm, I just might be missing something. I'm, I'm not... a big Spade fan. Yeah, Spade only plays himself. He only plays himself. Like that's the thing, though. So like, obviously, he doesn't. Not sure he. Plays whatever version he is, yeah. but he does it comedically. Of course. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy was good. Really good. But again, and yeah, I mean, he's best in duos. Yeah, he needs sure. someone to play off He of. needs a Sandler. He needs a Farley. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, I think he's... Yeah, sorry. Sorry. No, go. No, you go. He's, he's really good being that character. Yeah. That character hasn't aged terrifically. That's an excellent point. Yeah. I think he's very well cast as Cusco. I... I, maybe it's more of a 2000s, it is. also a chill, childish thing to enjoy that yeah. character. Um, I kind of uh, I I wa- uh, watched this movie and I kind of forgot how awful the the character of Cusco is, like as a person. Uh, like you know, f- he's just such a fucking asshole to to Pacha. I think Goodman is one of my favorite actors, John Goodman. Yeah. Uh, I think he does a wonderful performance uh, as as Pacha. Um, Go- John Goodman as a character in real life sort of reminds me of my own dad. Aww. Uh, if we want to we wanna call back to Iron Giant, I think Let's get Jennifer Aniston's performance as Hogarth's mom is reminds me of my mom. Yeah. And I think Pacha it reminds me of my dad a little bit. Uh, my dad works for the city of Coquitlam as a building and planning. Much like a chief of a village. Yeah, exactly. Him coming to Cusco, being like, oh, I have a summons here. Just reminds me of my dad, you know. Like he's kind of hey, wants hey, dad, to improve man. the community of his little local village. Yeah. Uh, my dad used to be really cool with the neighbors in our on our street, and all the neighbors would come to him for advice, and like he'd lend sh- sh- shit to, you know. Oh, can I borrow the weed whacker? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It just reminded me, as a kid, like, Pacha's my dad. That's so sweet. It is very sweet. So him, Pacha, so Goodman's performance as Pacha kind of tapped into, even now watching it, I'm like, man, he's doing such a great job. He's, 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 uh, there's a, when they're, when they're falling down the cliff mm-hmm. into the alligator, yeah, uh, pond, yeah. I guess, uh, and they have to work together to go back to back and walk up. Uh, just the like the performance of like uh, David Spade going, we're gonna die, <laughs> and then that's him you. being that's that's, that's you me as a little kid. That's me as a little kid, yeah, and, and my dad as Pacha going, we're not gonna die. I can't do a Goodman, but he basically was just like, uh, okay, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Okay, uh, we gotta left work foot, together. Yeah, we gotta work together. Left foot, right foot, and they move. And they I don't know. It's just really funny. It's just yeah. really. 
Oh, another line that we could, uh, you know, was popular was that, hey, it's a good thing you're not just some big fat guy. Dude, right when or I this heard would that. be really terrible. Do you remember being a little kid? Thinking fat people and, are funny? I mean, yeah, but seeing that scene and being like, well, good thing I know that because that's definitely going to happen in my I life. I exactly agree with you. I rewatched this and I was like, oh my God, this was the iconography of going back to back is something that I've been like, if I'm ever in that situation, I know what to do. Good. Good, good, good. Very you, useful. You, you taught me something, Emperor. <laughs> you taught uh, me something, Emperor. Yeah, Pacha. Um, great performance. I think John Goodman's fucking killing it oh, he's in this performance. Fucking amazing. And he brings such a nice soft side to Pacha. Yeah, totally. Um, also, Pacha. I keep wanting to call him Poncho because he's Cause only he's wearing, wearing a, a nice poncho. little poncho, which Cusco gets at the end. He gets on. Oh, really? He gets us. He gets a separate. Oh, poncho. that's sweet. Uh, uh, do we have the name of Pacha's wife? Chicha. Chicha. So Chicha sews Cusco uh, poncho as well. Oh, that's sweet. I wonder if the poncho represents, like, community. Or, like... Uh, like that's like, a good point. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, like a something that someone gives you as a gift of appreciation and not a gift of, res- of respect to an emperor. That's a... Because he gets lots of gifts. He gets lots of and gifts. And he doesn't appreciate any of them. And he hates them. Uh, this is something it's like Emperor's New Clothes kind of thing. It's uh, like, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, when they have that weird moment after they survive the river and he yeah. goes, oh, it's a nice, uh, nice poncho. Yeah. He goes, yeah, my thanks. My uh, wife made it. Yeah. Oh, she sews crochets, actually. So alpaca. It is alpaca. I think it's kind of like a, a peace offering. It's that, like, you're one of us true. now. You're yeah. part of the family. That's interesting. Man. Yeah, it's great. Um, his wife, Chicha, first Disney character, first pregnant character to ever be seen in hey, a Disney movie. Look at that. Look talking about progressive over here. <laughs> um all right, so then we get to she, Yzma. She also does a great performance. She does. Voice acting performance. So then 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 we get to Yzma played by Eartha Kitt, my favorite. Oh my god. God, I love Eartha Kitt. She is a she, she's a force of Dude, nature. She's you see amazing. her in the sound booth Oh just my god. Physically there's one line when she yells for guards. It's like footage of her just acting and it I fucking broke out laughing. Yeah. When she yells for guards. Yeah. Her voice and her, like, presence yeah. is amazing. It's you incredible. Know doing? Yeah. Is she? That's actually really good. Thank you. Oh, my God. I, I pull the lever, crunk. <laughs> oh, my she, God. Uh, she's still with us, Eartha Kit. I can't tell you, dude. I got no idea. I, I'm just going to say that she is because I really hope she is. Me, too. I um. So yeah, she plays, like, the royal advisor. She wants to take power from Cusco, yeah. but he fires her. And this is the scene that stuck with me the most. I now have a terrible fear my entire life of having spinach stuck in my teeth because of this fucking movie's <laughs> yeah, the intro. Extreme close up of her, of her mouth. Yeah, and uh, I just think it's such a great character intro, and just her animation. Like this movie kills oh. at animating a character's acting. Oh, absolutely. That's a, another. That's a great point of like the characterization. Like John Goodman is this giant. Oh, like teddy bear like, yeah uh Cusco as a llama is one of the funniest things uh my roommates and i just got a cat like six months ago yeah and it's a little kitten and watching uh wet llama try to like try to stand properly and so try to cute. like hold on to things as a bipedal creature and then going to quadrupedal position i think is like one of the funniest animations i've ever seen i like laughed really loudly at this this show doing this podcast has taught me so much about animation yeah i never realized 
how much acting yeah, is in sure. animating. Yeah. And I don't know really now if it is with how much stuff is kind of like CGI, but back when stuff was being hand-drawn, this, 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 this movie's hand-drawn, the performance is 90% animation and they work in tandem with the voice actor. Yeah. Creating the character. And they really talk about like, after three years, I know the actor. I finally know this character I, when it's about to be released. Yeah, yeah. It's um, something I really appreciate now. Yeah, me too. Uh, and uh, Yzma, her character design and the way she moves <gasps> is She's like fantastic. a bag of bones. She is. It's She's literally so bones held up by skin. Held, mm-hmm. held together by skin. It's yeah. A, it's... And like, I think, you know, I think at, at the time, it was like, there's so much this kind of type of character was such a big thing in popular culture oh yeah was like women at who are like 60 to yeah. 70 just getting so much fucking plastic surgery yeah and there's such a big thing i think in the early 2000s about like staying young and still a big right. thing but back then it was way more about like plastic yeah. surgery holding on to the last yeah years of youth and now trying to recapture your youth or something it's all happening still i mean it's but still like, happening but that character was a really big thing amplified if not and yeah, oddly, dude, like my friend who's twenty, I was going to say, just yeah. got Botox. Yeah, yeah. So th- this is something I'm learning now in the last two months of my life. The uh, last two months, the last, you're, you're the last two months of my life. I've you're decided. dying, David. Uh, no, in the past two months of my life, uh, just now realized that um, people our age are, uh, are are altering, modifying their body, or or trying to. It's fucking crazy. It dude. is nuts. Botox. It is nuts. It's crazy. It's something that has been amplified and has been um, not just something that of of. I mean, it's a dysmorphic thing. I probably, mm-hmm. but it's not just. I think back then it was kind of the rise of reality TV and yeah. and uh, and sort of, yeah, and, and people that were of that age trying to like look younger, and now it's like everyone's just trying to look younger even if they are young dude i've said it for a long time yeah if i ever go bald hey chances are low but if i ever go bald definitely taking whatever i have to 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 make it work to make it work yeah listen top two fears of mine top three top three fears of mine. i want to hear them count them off uh for everyone to hear cancer okay oh yeah yeah number one fear cancer yeah number two fear uh sharks but not so much anymore because you know what are the chances i was always scared of krakens more than oh krakens are probably yeah yeah that would destroy you yeah um third fear going bald Mm. don't want to go bald i think i'd be okay with shaving my head I think I just have to work out. You enough. have a nice head shape. You no, can be bold. I have to work out enough so I don't have. So you, don't... <laughs> so so you want to get chiseled jaw before I you go bald. Don't want to have a round, a round face when I have to shave my head. All right, uh, all right, all right, all right. Isma, right. hey, we're hey, we're all we're all insecure about something. Isma, very insecure. Uh, she got a little boy toy on the side. A little hunk Kronk. of beefcake. Let's talk about Kronk. Kronk. We got to have the Kronk conversation. Kronk is one of the best. Characters committed to animation. Cronkersation. Cron- old Cronkersation. Yeah. Um, played by Patrick Warburton. Hey, buddy. Oh, <laughs> he's oh. back. Whoa, hey, Patty. Hey, Pat, you want to come in here for a second? Nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, all right. He's, uh, he's keep he's walking so away. genuine. He just goes paces along the hallway. He's Yeah, he's been. he just waits outside, guys. He's waiting for us outside yeah. in the <laughs> parking right. lot. He's going to beat us up. Honestly, I love having him here. I really wish we interviewed him more. Yeah. Too bad he, he can't just be here for the whole podcast. Could have been big. Uh, yeah. What do you think makes Kronk such an endearing character to kids? Uh, it's just 
he's uh he's like the buddy he's like the older f- big buddy you want to have and i think he's like dumber than most kids yeah he's, so kids are like well well i can be on your level yeah he's dumb as hell but he's cultured as fuck yeah he is he's get that on a t-shirt he's highly cultured he's, he's, he's learning about birds he's like an excellent cook i lo- there's a scene where they're uh they're hiding they're Eastman Kronk are looking for Cusco and Pacha, and they and they end up the all four of them end up in the same like weird diner in the middle of the jungle. I gotta say, the diner total ripoff of a uh, Big Boy restaurant, which is a re- which is a restaurant chain in America, and also it's the 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 Big Boy thing oh, is what Austin Powers is launched into, or oh. Doctor Evil is launched into space in in Austin Powers Two. What is it's just like a guy with like a plaid. We gotta get we. Okay, we're off topic. Anyways, the the scene we're in the diner, and I think it's it's funny that Kronk, uh, the chef quits, and Kronk just assumes his role. Just takes it up so. And the uh, the the server, the old weathered seasoned server, comes in. and goes, I need you to do this, that, and this, and this, and this, and then change the and then a a, a steak cut into the shape of a cod. Yeah. And he goes, got it. And this movie is, is put gills on the beef. Yeah, this movie is put, the put gills on the bowl of kitchen slang. Hilarious slang. As someone who's worked in multiple kitchens, not a thing. Ah, damn it! I'm such a fan of 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 uh, like Parsons, common parlance. Yeah, that I just I love kitchen slang, and I always hope that it was a thing. No, like the one thing is like a, 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 the eighty six. The eighty six. The that just means yeah. they're no longer available. Um. Do you think this role for Patrick Warburton made him famous to, like, an entire generation? Yeah, for sure. Because when I saw Seinfeld when I was a little older than six, mm-hmm. um, I was like, hey, that's Kronk. Yeah. Right? Or His you watch Family is... Guy and you're like, oh, that's Kronk. Like, I think he, above anything, has earned Kronk. 100%. Like, I think Kronk might be the most famous character name to come out of this. Like, people call people Kronk. Yeah. I think I quote Kronk more than I do Cusco. Yeah, no, totally. He has like the most quotable lines. Yeah. Everyone loves spinach puffs. Everyone loves spinach puffs. Um, poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. Poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. Right. <laughs> or his angel and devil on his shoulders. Oh, I love Perfect that. Perfect joke. Like, did that I'll give you two reasons you? why to trust me. First of all, look at him. He's got a harp. Second, uh, watch second this. Watch and this. then he, he does, does a handstand. Hand. And the angel goes, no, no, no. No, he's got a point there. Brilliant comedy. Fucking so great back good. and forth. Um, so, yeah, they uh, they hatch a plan to poison Cusco, but they accidentally give him a llama essence. Llama essence. Llama essence. Llama essence. Llama essence. Because the label's folded down. How the clever. fuck Very does clever. that create a skull? It's not clever, because how does a folded down label Because the, the teeth of a skull uh, kind of look like the yes, legs of a llama. Yes, but where do the eyes come in? The eyes. That's uh, the part that doesn't make sense. That's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Uh, it's, you got me. You got me. It's you the win thing that time. pisses me off so much about this movie is that the one convenience joke. of plot, the convenience of uh, yeah, just because that's what the whole thing hinges on, and it doesn't make sense. Well, at the end, you have at the giant fight scene, the chase scene for the vial that turns him back into human. Yeah. Uh, uh, gets turned into a cat, and she's flung up into the air, and she has the vial, and then Kronk opens a window, and it hits her, and the vial goes flying again, and he goes, "Oh man, what are the chances the the lever lead, led me here?" <laughs> this movie gives no, no they they've kind of give up by the end and that's why i think kingdom of under the of the sun 
would have probably been a bit more clever. Like this movie is just so this so disrespectful. Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's like near <laughs> to, the end of the movie. It's only kingdom. near the end of the movie when you get all these things that are like that are like yeah, I don't know. Figure uh, we can have a line if we hang a lantern on it. It'll the audience, their kids, they'll they'll find it funny. So I wanted to ask you this. Yeah, this movie, the reality of the movie. Yeah, yeah. this is like the world it takes place in doesn't exist is like yeah it doesn't when they said inca i was like what this is a this is based in a culture like of course it's influenced yeah but isn't it's like vegas more yeah with tom jones like total vegas like place aesthetic yeah is this the reality of this movie we got fourth wall breaks cusco is literally running the entire show certain things happen that don't make any sense is it a a myth like like what 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 context is the story being told in because to me it's like it's interesting yeah how because it is a like, like like a myth or a fable yeah like it's funny that this movie found like the similarities that they go over of a myth and a farce yeah yeah that like both don't need logic yeah it's it's sort of interesting um as an adult um realizing just because I guess we're all like you and I are also like filmmakers, but mm-hmm. um, also just becoming uh, more aware of where places are grounded and like where 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 stories take place and how authentic they're being portrayed and stuff. Uh, as an adult watching this, I'm kind of like, it's this has no relation to Peru or Inca people or the um, like any mythos that I'm kind of familiar with. Uh, I, I, I don't really, this doesn't really take place in, to me, Emperor's New Groove is just some other place. It's like telling me that like, like Hercules takes place. Or like the seventh seal. Or the, yeah, the, it's like the, the place beyond, uh, between places. It's like this, I, I watch Emperor's New Groove not as some, uh, someone who's like, oh yeah, this is, takes place in Peru. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this takes place in some mythic, ancient, Disney-fied or even Kingdom. if it even is a place. It's like, is really... this just a story that's being thought up as it's being told? I think it is. I think it, especially like is, because is Cusco if it's, telling it's this to from, someone? yeah, Cusco stops the literal film at some point and draws on it. And he's like, okay, uh, that's me, not him. The story about me, not him. Okay, got it. All right, let's go. So is that like, I guess what I'm asking is the context that the story is being told in. From his like unreliable narrator. And is that the perspective? Is that the yeah the perspective, or at least the 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 line between farce and myth? Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Because like a farce is literally just like, look, airplane needs to happen. <laughs> like, I don't care why it needs to happen. Airplane needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. We'll do whatever we need to to make it happen. Yeah. And a myth is like, look, we need, like, it doesn't make sense why um okay well a myth like myths don't always have logic like if you read aesop's fables not a lot of logic in them right it's more character decisions i see what you're saying and this movie is like we don't care not about... like achilles though not like yeah or are you saying like achilles i'm also like, saying like a... like uh the reason why he has an arrow shot through his ankles that's the only weak part on his body because his mom dipped him the river sticks by the ankle. yeah and it's yeah. like it's you know and that's why achilles ankles are like your achilles ankle is yeah it's like hamburgers. There, there's not a ah, lot of like <laughs> damn them. There it's like there's not a lot of 
logic or importance put on logic. Yeah. It's more put on this needs to happen. And um and basically this movie is just like, hey, we're gonna give you a good time. We'll do whatever we have to. Yeah. To give you a good time. Yeah. We don't care about anything. Yeah. And that's even at the end. Like Cusco catches the the Yzma. We'll we'll save that. But um yeah, like I forget where I was going with this question. It's, uh, it's the, what's, what's this, the context of the story? Yeah, does this in? story take place in a sort of mythic realm, or yeah, does it take place it, in kind of like is the, it just a complete farce that does it only exist in the moments that it's being told? Yeah, I think it, I I would agree with that one hundred percent because if you look at it even from a, like a production side, yeah, they're kind of making it up as they're going along. <laughs> yeah. So I think I would totally agree with that. I think this movie's being unfolded as. Oh, that's it so, exists only as it's being unfolded. That's so complicated. I know of, of a question and an answer, uh, but it, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. I don't it's, think it's very convoluted, though. I think it, no, it's the vibe it of sense. this movie. It is the vibe of this movie. It's kind of like who gives a shit. All right. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so then we kind of they they poison him, turns into a llama. Yeah. Uh, but and you know what I realized? He only becomes the llama that he is, a talking thinking llama because he only takes one third of the potion that is an excellent point because, that is because an they, excellent they, point because Kronk fucks up and he forgets which one so he has to shake it up and serve it to all three of them that's a good point did you see the part where he's doing that and he oh, he's yeah, he Kronk is drinking it while the emperor's chugging it <laughs> yeah Oh, sorry. That, not, <laughs> I'm just doing. I see what you're saying. I'm yeah. not telling you to stop. Yeah, the story. Stop. Do not I'm say that. Oh, fuck. Doing what he did to Yeah, Yzma. yeah, yeah. He's. Oh, don't drink the poison. <laughs> uh, Yzma throws it into a potted plant. Kronk drinks it. Runs down his his chin. It cuts to Cusco. He gets a. Uh, he gets ears like a llama. It cuts back to Yzma. The plant that she pours it in in the background is a cactus. When she cut. When they cut back to it, it's in the shape of a llama. Look back! Look back at the movie. That is hilarious. It's something I picked up on this on this time the second time around. I've watching never it. noticed that. It's it was really funny because she throws it into the potted plant and it explodes. Cut to Cusco. Cut back to her, and it's in the shape of like a llama face. What a if this podcast is a mess, and if we discover nothing else, <laughs> that's worth it. That's, right there. That's in that's in the podcast. Um. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. I I honestly love the transformation. It reminds me a lot of like American Werewolf in in London. Yeah, but not yeah. painful. Just like he's completely ignorant of well, it. His ears turn into a llama's ears, and he like uh, scratches his ear, <laughs> like he like cleans it. He's like, ah, something's wrong. And then his snout or his his neck juts out, it, turns feet. into, it, and he goes and he adjusts his collar. So it's kind of like he's realizing that something's off, but it's not like a, he has like he's like not self aware enough to like understand. Yeah, look at it's himself. his it's his biggest flaw. He's not <laughs> self aware, and he doesn't notice he's yeah. literally turning into a llama. Yeah. And I love that Yzma's just like holding two broccoli's, being like, yeah. "Fucking <laughs> hit, him. hit him on the head." More broccoli? What do you want? And then when he bats him, his eyes just turn into like spiraling to pinwheels. <laughs> this whole movie is Cusco as a llama being tossed around like a rag doll. Yeah, so Kronk gets the order to go throw him out. Somehow arrives onto Pacha's cart. <laughs> no one's going to get that. Um yeah, I uh so I didn't realize this for a long time. Pacha Pacha takes Cusco back to his village yeah. unknowingly. Discovers that 
back that the emperor has been turned into a llama. Yeah. Cusco is under the impression that Pacha turned him into a llama. Because he kind of he kind of thinks he doesn't trust Pacha completely mm-hmm. until the very end because uh even in the diner scene where Kronk and Isma are tracking them, yeah. he still thinks he's like, Oh great, well then I can they're at the diner, great, I can talk to them and they can take me back to the palace. Oh, and he's like, No, they're trying yeah. to kill you and he goes no, they're not. They're they're my friends. Like she's my. Uh, I hope she didn't take the firing personally. He's like, dude, you fired her. Anyways, that's when he realizes, like, oh shit, they actually want to kill me for something that is not picked up on. For a, like a, I didn't pick up on that at all. That's a massive it's threat. Kind of stupid, actually. It is. I would it's say that's lazy. also part of the logic of being like, that's we true. need, we need this to happen. That's we true. need this to become a buddy adventure <laughs> flick. Yeah, it kind of becomes just like a uh, a a buddy adventure flick yeah. even with the classic roadside diner scene exactly it's exactly and i think that's what they pitched the the plot as yeah. as like what if we have an adventure flick and then the b story is yzma and kronk chasing after after them yeah exactly and it is a thin b story <laughs> it is they don't even cut they only cut to it when they're already They've already assumed the throne. Yeah. And then they cut back to them at the diner or like seconds Literally. away from the diner. Yeah. With the squirrel uh, it's, asking for directions. Yeah. And then we get the sweet squeak squeak and see. Yeah. The squeak squeak. Um, so yeah. Uh, they then like Cusco and they, they rush back to there. We already talked about it. They somehow yeah. get back to the diner before yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense. And they're even acknowledge they, they it. They they're like, lantern on that. how does that make sense? So funny. Kronk pulls out a map with their trail and Cusco's trail, and he goes, yeah, by all accounts, this shouldn't have actually made sense. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's thanks, the movie. writers of Disney. <laughs> that's the movie saying, fuck yeah. you. We're doing <laughs> chair races around the, yeah. around the writer's room. You know what I think of your logic? Poo-poo <laughs> <laughs> pee-pee, because that's what they're – they're Wait. just younger. They're just – they have the brains of child. Yeah. Um, so we get to the climax. Now, the climax is Cusco – they like they they get to the cabinet in in Isma's lab, <laughs> Full which shout out to the design of Isma's lab, so great, dope, great design, the neon, all <laughs> the fun, yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, they um they get down there, like how Batman gets down to the Batcave. I was gonna point that out. Very very cool. Um, another Batman connection coming up. Um, uh, so then uh they the, like all the different you know essences get lost uh in a run they're. I fucking forgot. They're trying to get the human essence. They're yeah. They're trying to get the vial with that will turn Cusco. Yeah, back they're being chased by all these guards, and they throw all, a handful of essences, and all the guards get turned Turn into, into animals. You got an octopus. You got a bull. You got a cow. And the cow just gets a day off. Oh uh, hi, I'm a cow. Can I go home now? Yeah, you're excused. Yeah, you're uh, excused. yeah, you're excused. So funny. I don't uh, know if that was like a joke, like an actual pointed joke or not. I don't think so. If not, I don't get it. I just think it's funny because he's like, oh, I'm a cow. I think it's being like, what? Whoa. Like, <laughs> like, this is completely useless in this scenario. Or just the reality of being like, I'm a cow. Can I uh, Can I go? Yeah, because then they ask the rest of the animals. And they're all like, hey. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, yeah we're we not going to quit. Yeah, we can do it. Um, This is a final chase scene that I love. I personally fucking go head oh, it's great. over heels when there is... When there's some element that's like a roulette yeah, yeah. of what are you going to get? <laughs> and it's like, <clears throat> it's, 
it's like a roulette of what are you going to get? And it's in a chase. So yeah. like all the stakes are so high. Yeah. Um, and they're just popping. There's popping vials being like, or vials being like, oh shit. And then they turn into like a parakeet. They yeah, turn into a whale. A whale. And um, it just reminds me of one of some of my favorite chase seek yeah. sequences. And such like a fun twist it's to just, throw into it. It's fun and it's clever, you know? Yeah. I dig it. Dana Bontempo. It's fun and it's clever. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they, no. they they get to the top yeah. of the castle, or it's great. The palace. The, the palace is like Cusco's head, is it not? Or is it someone else's it's, head? I don't it's know. It's some. It's like a nondescript giant. giant's head. Can I tell you? So the entire thing is being done on uh, ledges, like yeah, foot, like foot long ledges. <laughs> tell me if you felt this. Yzma is fighting for the the vile Jade. Jade was watching this, and yeah. she was like. My hands are so sweaty. Yeah, yeah it's it's you're totally on their side because it's I think we've all as kids uh kind of like had little chases yeah on ledges or something or playgrounds that with balance beams that are like less than a foot thick. And it's such a good I didn't realize it until watching it and I was like, "Oh, it's such a fun design to not have the chase go forward but have the chase go vertically." Yeah on ledges and because of the design of the face of the the palace or yeah. whatever the temple uh being being comprised of little um nooks and nooks and, and crannies and, 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 and ramps that you can have the the vial just bounce all over you the can place have things roll and bounce and you can have them chase uh have been chased and and having be able to climb up and down or fall and drop yeah, it's great. It's a great set piece. It's a yeah, it's a set piece. It's yeah. a terrific set piece. My fa- I have two favorite beats in this. Isma getting turned into a cat. Fantastic. Yeah. Eartha Kit. I don't know if you watched 1960s Batman. Catwoman. Eartha Kit played Catwoman. Uh, yeah, she's a Catwoman. Um, one of them. One of the three or whatever. Weirdly and weirdly enough, voiced by the director. The cat was. Yeah. I thought that was just Eartha Kit pitch shifted. I believe it's it, it was the director. Eartha Kit also one of the first uh, women of color as Catwoman. Starting That's a true. terrific uh, legacy. That's true. Um, Holly Berry. The it. second in the terrific <laughs> legacy. Um, That's it. No. Uh, oh, is the new one? Zoe Kravitz. Oh, did yeah. not know that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then when she when Yzma goes over the edge and is just plummeting to her death, the trampoline cuts to gang. a trampoline salesman. But the last time, we don't need all these trampolines. You should have told me before I assembled it. <laughs> and it's you know just what? like, fuck you, Logic. We don't give a fuck. It's like... Uh, it's the best. It's, it reminded me of like those old like season one Family Guy gags. Yeah. Where it's like, honey, I told you to get rid of this stump ages ago. And there's like a tree stump in their front yard. And then like... Instead of this explosive gonna hit like on the path to hit this tree stump, it hits the person that says it instead, and then the guy comes out and he's like, "We can finally be together now." And oh, the that is like, "Oh my god, Peter, that's hilarious." Yeah, something like that. I was expecting as an adult, I was expecting them to not play have the her joke, s- have slam her, into exactly. The- I can't believe you. We ordered I for the last time. I didn't order all these trampolines. Then her slamming besi- just inches beside be? the and just splash roadkill <laughs> i was kind of expecting that and uh, yeah but i'm glad they you know it's a funny gig that regardless. would be hilarious i love shit like that i love shit like that yeah me too it was uh it's such a it's also just such a fun way of being like guys guess what 
The reins are off. The reins are off. Anyone can. <laughs> We're doing whatever we, we want. want. We're having fun. You know? um, so yeah, uh, Cusco gets turned back. And then we have the ending. And really, we kind of talked about it. Cusco decides not to build his water park. This ending, Sting had the big note, right? That's right. He had a he, Sting. So in, as per the, the Sweatbox documentary, uh, yeah. Sting reveals in a letter that he writes to the production. Handwritten. Handwritten letter. That, that he writes to the production from the from the mountains in of, of, of the Himalayas, <laughs> he writes a handwritten letter. Well, he goes on this big soul searching quest. Like, should I do? Should I do the film? Should I complete the film? I actually like another another quote. Uh, I don't have it written down, but another thing he says that really resonated with me. That I'm like, man, Sting is the best. I fucking love Sting. I come out a uh, big big Sting big Sting head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Sting me all you want. I yeah, still love. Still him. fuck the police and also fuck the police, but like. Sting, man. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, he says something like, um, uh, he says like, oh, I don't, I don't mind being sort of a, uh, a, a craftsman. craftsman, you know, coming, not having to put my heart and soul into something, but maybe, you know, just providing them with something that needs to be done. Patchwork kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, great. He's still trying to, I know that feeling. He's trying to justify still working on this. I, I, I know what he's, what he's trying to say. And then he eventually decides to just write an end credits song. Yeah. The letter, though, has... He writes this letter to production. The letter has one of my favorite lines, which is just like, <laughs> I don't have it written down, but I think I can... Uh, you can kind of paraphrase I can, it. Yeah, paraphrase it. He's like, a human's, a, a human's desire and need does not break down to something so, fr- <laughs> so friggle as a water slide <laughs> and he says water slide with like the most disdain yeah yeah like a fucking that's what you went with that's what his character that was arc his is? arc that's what he wants in in the world for fuck's sakes you guys and they're at the development meeting and they're like all the executive producers are like did you guys get the letter <laughs> the letter i mean like because i guess the the original ending was like Cusco builds his uh his his he water park on another wa- on another hill. hill, yeah, and uh, and then Sting was like, "I highly suggest you ch- you change it and just make him live with Pacha." Yeah, and, and it's then, funny, and I, they're all like, "You know, that's actually a pretty good note, guys." Yeah, they use the note. <laughs> it's funny. I have it written down. It's funny how all the Disney producers, executives, and crew members uh, are offended by Sting's letter. Oh I, there's yeah, a, there's they, a whole sequence in the documentary where it's like their reaction to the letter, and it goes from the animators who are like i think it was a pretty valid point i mean sting you know say what you want but sting's got a pretty solid point here i think it's kind of stupid that we have this the end finale with he gets his reward at the end like i don't think he deserves it i don't think it's justified and then you have the producers who i'm, I'm at this point i'm kind of like turned off by i'm yeah. kind of like i have a bad taste in my mouth um the producers are like yeah well you know you know sting you know I can't believe he did it. Yeah, well, you know, he's an artist, and he's he's used to, you know, it's kind of funny. It's kind of interesting, because Sting is kind of a solo artist, you know, and he's used to creating his songs and his art in a vacuum, whereas at Disney, we kind of create things together, and it's a collaborative, you know, I don't expect everyone to kind of fit into that machine, you know, into that, into that, into that um, mindset, and it's like they're trying to justify their product yeah. versus Sting's, like, completely valid opinion and of, then they Disney, go of the Disney machine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, I just thought that was fantastic. No, that that that, that is a fantastic. Beat. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, at the end, so they, I guess they changed it. 
this movie is like I don't know how you see it. I think this movie would be a fun movie to sit down and watch with whoever is in your socially distanced bubble, you know, <laughs> but sit with your friends, crack a couple beers yeah. and drink during. I would say uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, very much so. So for these types of movies on this podcast, I like to kind of come up with a drinking game because I like drinking to movies. What do you think? Except if it's in the book club. That's true. Hey, you can drink. But only one. only one. None of that dope. None of that dope. <laughs> None of that. They're not going to get this. Okay? Oh, this right. episode's released it's... before. Kill the kill the bit. Don't, kill the bit. Don't drink it. So, um, is there a uh, is there a drinking game that we can try to create to this movie? I yeah. got a couple. You got a couple? Let me. Let's let's. Okay. Talk. All right. We can we can brainstorm. I was a little thinking. Bit. Every time the fourth wall is broken. Ah, very good. Very good. Because it, it happens, take a shot. I would say there's like enough. Mm, to take a shot? Yeah, yeah. There's enough uh, of those sprinkled in throughout the movie. You could probably take a shot every time. Okay. Or finish your drink every time. I was also thinking each person takes a character. Yeah. Maybe maybe you double up if okay. there's not enough. And it's whenever that character says Cusco. That uh, I was gonna say, llama. Maybe we replace that with a llama. Llama. Because That's... Cusco doesn't say Cusco, right? But they all say Emperor Cusco. Kronk says it like six times in one sentence. So maybe we should do llama for that one. Llama. I was also thinking every time a door opens, <laughs> because <laughs> there's a lot of windows and doors and shit in this movie. Oh, uh, what does that amount. mean? Uh, that is so weird. Maybe it's. What does that mean? Your soul. Doors, windows, kind of transition, turn into a llama, turn back into a human. What does it mean to be? What does it mean to be in a room? What in does it room, mean to be a human? Outside of a room, What's inside your soul? and outside. Interior motives outside. If you're in one room and you enter another room, are you still the same, person? Still the same person? Just like your soul moving from Thresholds. one body to another. Oh, very good, very good, very good. Uh, I was going to say, Basically, every I'm time. Asking, if you're a human and you get turned into a llama, are you still that human? And then you get turned back into the human? Are you still that? If you replace every part of a ship, is it still that ship? If you gave a llama the human essence, or one third of it, do they become a llama's brain and a human's That's body? That's fucking terrifying. Does Misty um, Pacha's other llama? If if you feed Misty a third of that potion, because the even the cacti, even the cactus becomes a llama. Becomes a llama. I wonder if that would be a good sequel. You have to teach a llama to be a human. Oh, my God. Or is that just Misty, incredibly terrible? Well, Misty teaches us, you know, where are values that are important to llamas or inherent to llamas? Honestly, it's this. Valor. Yeah. Justice. Valor first? Yep. Okay. Llamas are v- very so much valor. A, va- a proud. And they hate stolen valor. They call out so- uh, stolen valor. Yep. Yeah. Justice. Yep. Heroism. Yep. And I'm going to say, honestly, probably. Truth. Truth. Yeah. So these are all things that maybe yeah. in a sequel, you know, Cusco and Kronk uh, and Pacha and his family, they kind of. They have to teach him to be more human. They have to teach Misty. Yeah. To be more human and mm-hmm. to have these challenges and to have these. Because what are you? Life is suffering. Yeah. And you have to have challenges to sharpen your sword. 
but then Misty teaches them what it's like to be a llama, being true to yourself, being honest, yeah, be, be having valor, valor, having a sense of pride, <laughs> justice. You know, man, who knew Misty's new groove? Misty's. New- <laughs> I honestly didn't even know that that there was another llama. I only with remember a name. that because uh, the second time I watched this uh, the other day, yeah, uh, he goes, he goes, come on, I'm just gonna take Misty out, and I went, oh, that's weird. They gave the other <laughs> llama a name, and it's Misty of all names. It's canon. It's canon. Um, all right, let's get through this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what element of the movie has uh, age? What element of the movie is now your favorite as an adult? I got um, the narrative style. Honestly, I love that it says fuck you to yeah. all logic and it is just like let's be as entertaining as possible. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I think that's what's aged the best for me. I, I think, mean, I think that's my favorite part as a filmmaker. I I would uh, agree with you. I would actually have the same answer. I think the way the movie is Unoriginal, told. But yeah. yeah okay. Well, okay, how about this then? Uh I like uh uh I think what holds up is uh I think in this time more than any time uh, you want you, you want to you want to be more you want to have the heart and soul of 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 Pacha and you want to have the groove of Cusco. I think you want to be in this day and age. I think you have to. You're worth it. You're worth it. You deserve to have a treat every once in a while. You deserve to have the junk food, right? But your heart and soul need to be kale. Your heart and soul. Uh, you need to care about those around you. You need to care about your village. You need to care about your circle or your bubble. And you gotta, you you have to be have empathy, develop empathy, and practice compassion. You know what I mean? But you deserve to be treated. You deserve to be pampered every once in a while. Those those are things that I uh, that I that I think hold up. You got there. <laughs> you really got. Well, there. Well, when you have the same answer as someone else. <laughs> You have to think on on your toes. What do you think is age the best? Um, like, I mean, from a twenty twenty one perspective, what has aged the best about an Emperor's New Groove? I have Eartha Kit. Oh shit! Yeah, that fucking rips. Yeah, Eartha she Kit rips, dude. Like in a cast of incredible voices, she just devours. I yeah, she she really steals it. Uh, I think the I wouldn't say the humor holds up. 100 percent but mm-hmm. i think the bits and the gags hold up oh yeah the gags completely the, 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 the gags they're classic abide they do <laughs> the gags abide um i think that's the right word i think what doesn't hold up so much oh, wait i got a couple more oh uh the patches just right meme <laughs> yeah i think has aged the best yeah um and the legacy i think the film's legacy um i think it's outlived all the last minute decisions that yeah. affected it. And I think uh, it, I think when people think of it, yeah, it's, which is a it's just a good the, time. The crew of the, of the movie. That's a really good point. It is. Yeah. Um, all right. What stage is the worst? I think uh, uh, upon viewing it as an adult, uh, I think there's like a few like jokes where it's like, like their best buddy, they're becoming good, intimate friends. And there's like a few jokes that are like, like uh oh you're kissing me even though he's trying to give him like CPR but that kind of speaks more towards Cusco's personality as someone who doesn't feel like they need to be helped or touched uh and then uh and then there's like that weird brokeback mountain like post like they they go down the waterfall and then they wash on a shore and it's like uh it, like I thought it was funny yeah. 
because it's like oh you're you're paying homage to like other oh, like two yeah. bros can't share the same blanket and yeah. kind of thing uh i think that that probably didn't age the best but okay. i still found it funny because yeah. it's kind of making fun of that yeah okay that dynamic totally i um yeah i think the jokes are a little tired they are a little tired um but I think a lot of the bits are uh, Yzma running down the uh, the the hill, yeah. getting turned into a pinata. Yeah. Hilarious. Perfect. Um, zero Peruvian cast. Zero, yeah. I think that's Yikes. age the worst. But yeah, just, we also are also talking about that we think this is set in a mythical... I think this is a surreal sort of mythical place. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing would be... Has David Spade aged the worst? Now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Because he really is this character. Like, you know, I'll take that back. He, like, his sense of humor and his brand is has... so, is so on, like, on point in this movie. Yeah, for sure. And it's aged a lot. Because he hasn't, um, well, that, that personality hasn't really, he hasn't, like, um, there's not a lot of depth to it. No. There's not a lot of. I mean, it is a kids' movie. Yeah, but like Chandler, like this sarcastic yeah, deadpanness—that's a good point—isn't a major sense of humor now. No, like Chandler it's not. is, his jokes aren't as fucking killer as they used to be. Yeah, they don't slap like they did in the nineties. Dude, they fucking destroyed. Yeah, I got bruises because they slapped. They so slapped hard. so hard. I got abs. Um. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about this movie? Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a good. It's a good distilled, focused romp. Would and you show it to a kid in 2021? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay. I think a kid, I think a kid that hasn't seen a lot of movies and isn't like tainted by the by the constant visual noise that's out there for kids. You mean Trolls 2 World Stewart? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think uh I think showing any kid this uh would be really f- I think they'd have a great time. Yeah. I think uh I think kids would still enjoy it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that's like completely there's no never realized awards where you're like, oh. yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and there's no, nothing's aged terribly. Um, but you know what would have been sick? It's still fucking funny. What to show them Kingdom of the Sun? I mean, we're talking about an Oscar here. I honestly, truly believe that it could have been we're talking a... about the follow up to Lion, Lion King, King, dude. We're talking about. Two identical people switching places of royalty and falling in love in separate places. We're talking about Yzma <laughs> destroying the sun. It's amazing. We're talking about Owen Wilson. Wow. And David Spade uh, teaming no. up. I'm a llama. I mean, we get a preview of it right here. <laughs> wow, you look like me. But I mean, that probably would have been yeah. like... You know, yeah. What's a movie it could have compared oh, to? Oh, we're talking about Hot Harvey Firestein as a talking rock. Can we talk about hey, that? Hey, look at me. I'm a fucking rock. He was going to play the oldest bureaucrat, which yeah. is like a spirit. In a in a sort of like a totem. Yeah. And I, I believe he was, you can see him in the diner scene, in the, in, in the, in the the poisoning dinner scene, he is oh the the candle holders. That was that that was his character design. He was gonna be like Isma's, I guess, coworker or like advisor. Yeah. And Sting wrote a song for him. Yeah, that's which right. is why can't a person be more like a rock? <laughs> Inspired by like a My Fair Lady 
Yeah, why can't a person be more like a horse or something? Yeah, it's so fucking... Seen Harvey Firestein would have been. Sting write a song off the top of his head on a ke- while lying down on a couch. Rocks, Why can't a person be more like a rock? Rocks are stable and trusting and <laughs> amazing. The duo of Sting and that other composer. I love that. Okay, Lennon this McCartney. has become the Sweatbox podcast. I don't care. It I, well deserved. But it's so funny seeing them come in and being like, "Oh, we like." never really like this is our first time working together and then by the end there's just like we just had to go out and get drunk and figure out what we wanted to write and it's yeah. just them wasted the guy playing the piano is sting just there like and then and 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 having them bicker like friends who've known each other for three for, like, and a half years is, through is, the shit. is priceless i wish there was more footage of, of that it's probably s- somewhere in some fold uh some fucking vault somewhere just hours and hours of footage of sting and this other well you're not writing because you're hungry i'm not hungry i'm just oh you brat okay let's go come on we got to focus here it's price i love it amazing I mean, if we're talking about... Big shouts to Trudy Styler. Yeah. Trudy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for releasing it. Definitely leaking it. Probably leaking it yourself, because it's... Yeah. I mean, we don't have any evidence, but we think you leaked it. we're not accusing her. Yeah. Um, Okay. (laughs) What, uh... Dana. Yeah. You got a great sense in movies. Oh, thank you. I mean, you're watching them all the time. I am trying to. I'm attempting you got to. a canopy subscription. <laughs> what recent movie have you seen that would have been your favorite if it came out when you were a kid? <laughs> Charade with Cary Grant. Um, you no. cocky son of a bitch. Uh, I saw um, I saw Lego Batman for the first time the other oh, month, wow. and I really liked it. And I thought if I saw this as a kid, I think one of my other answers. I honestly like that movie. It's a great movie. I think one of my other answers on the other podcast were like the Lego movie, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I think this one, uh, not to not to plagiarize myself here, but uh, Lego Batman was really good. I mean, they did a lot with very little, and they like Michael Sarah as Robin is the best. Yeah, it's great. I love the song, which is like we're just two best friends. Like right in the beginning, it's like the song about how good of friends these two pilots are. It is. It's a really good, fun movie. Like yeah. the Lego movie has such a weird way of, like, being a brand. Yeah, I know. A brand of movie that means you're gonna get fluff, but with a deeper message. It's, it's bizarre. It's a really bizarre, like, I don't want to say it, but postmodern. It no, it is. It's, it's like literally it's very... being like, look, we are harvesting the, the industrial filmmakingness of like we're taking all the like corporations yeah. who are just in here for money and you're telling they're basically being like we know this is a money grab yeah we're gonna give you the best thing for it and we're gonna sort of uh we're gonna make a satire of a money grab of a money grab yeah and it's, it's amazing it's, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty smart i think as a kid i'd i'd probably really like it that's a good point yeah you want to know mine yeah i watched this last night okay the Sorcerer's Apprentice, 2009. Oh, Nicholas Nicolas Cage, Jay Baronshell. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I saw the trailer, though, in theaters. I saw the trailer, I saw the poster, and I said, nope, 
count me out. Yeah, that's what I said. Guess what I did? Uh oh. I lost eleven years of having a good time. Okay. It would la- that joy would last you eleven years. This movie's so much goddamn fun. Nicholas Cage plays an ancient sorcerer who's lived from the time of Merlin until now, trying to stop Alfred Molina, who's oh the my God. other sorcerer who just wants to destroy Doc the Oc? world, dude. Jay Burnshaw is uh, the Canadian just, kid. The Canadian kid, and he boy is he a kid in this? Oh, one. is he a boy? He uh, he's a physicist, and guess what the the hook of this movie is? Sorcery is just physics. I don't understand. It's from a different language. I can't read it. No, literally, he's like, it's 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 that. He's like, I'm I'm just a physicist. I'm just a physicist. No, you can't do that. And Nicolas Cage is like. If you want to do a fire spell, you just have to vibrate the molecules. Got to vibrate the molecules. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's the best. Nicholas yeah. Cage has a rawhide duster that he wears. Oh, of course. He wears a fedora at one point. There's yeah. a giant metal eagle that he rides. Right. This movie. All provided from his personal collection. Yeah. Yeah. Produced by one of the most fantastic producers ever of blockbusters, Jerry Bruckheimer lightning tree himself oh good old lightning tree and um yeah i'm just gonna highly suggest it uh, I would, no well i'll give it a i'll give it a watch if you see the ads don't trust the ads if you see the poster don't trust the poster because i saw i saw i think i was in the theater for uh aragon i mean I, another movie we're gonna do on season two trash um are you down for the Aragon cast? Yeah, I'm down for it. It's a piece of shit movie, I think. I think I Fucking hated it. Fucking bad, dude. Uh, but I saw the trailer for Sorcerer's Apprentice went, uh, nah, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, it sucks that we were both like, what, 12, 13? Yeah, maybe we missed that. And we were out on it. Yeah, that's a bad sign. It's a good movie. It's okay. fine. All right. Dana, you're one of my favorite filmmakers. Oh, my God, you fucker. I know I tell you this all the time, but you really do make, like, <laughs> it's weird being a fan of your friend's work. And I really like I'm all blushing. the short films that you make and kind of all the stuff that you write. I'm a really big fan of yours. I really appreciate it. I'd suggest the audience to like look out for you, follow you. You are in my eyes, you're 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 going up. Oh, stop! Oh, do, I really appreciate it. Do you have? Uh, is there anything? Are you getting ready to film anything? Do you have anything that you have your eyes on? Uh, yeah, I'm uh I'm currently uh just finishing writing doing some drafts on a on like a handful of shorts yeah. uh that I've been working on since the start of quarantine. Uh but there's one that I I'm, I'm getting ready to shoot uh I think in the next 2 months with uh, my buddy Ben, Ben Fuck Dawson. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Thank you. I uh I can't wait to see it. Thank you. Cuz I'm always I just I, need, I need my Bon Tempo Oh, fix. I my yeah, my only fan. I have an OnlyFans account and <laughs> and the only subscriber on is Will. <laughs> It's so weird how personal the content is. Wouldn't that be great if you could release, like, you have an OnlyFans, Dude, but it's just I for your shorts? I was thinking about, I, well, here's the thing. OnlyFans started as a Patreon, like, That uh, makes sense thing. to me, yeah. Only and then fans. it just got taken over by sex workers. Right. Um, but no, I, I was like, how funny would it be to start an OnlyFans for this podcast? Yeah, you should. And just be like, oh, I, I'm on OnlyFans you if you need me. honestly should. And put it in your Instagram bio. No, because then people think I'm on OnlyFans. <laughs> well, they you are on OnlyFans, but it's for a podcast. <laughs> so disappointed. And nudes. Oh. This is a nude podcast. <laughs> we are recording this episode fully we are, nude. So we didn't mention it, would, it before. It would make sense if we were on OnlyFans. Yeah. 
<laughs> Good thing we're not recording this in any other visual. Platform. Yeah, it's just. Um. Yeah. Are you on? Uh, are you on social media? Uh. Yeah, but I don't really post. But it's uh Dana underscore Bontempo on Instagram, uh, and Dana Bontempo on Vimeo. Yeah. Go watch his Vimeo. Oh, thank Dana. You. Is I I love your filmmaking. You got a great visual style, and oh, I really appreciate it. You're the shit, man. Thank oh, you so much on. for joining us. Th- thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. This is amazing. This is my the best time I have every month. Come back next week. Uh, Dana, we're doing something new, which is a mini episode about our viewing habits and about um, how during the quarantine, we uh, what we're watching, how we're watching, and how as film dorks who have strayed from their passion of watching movies, how we're fixing our viewing habits. All right. Thank you for joining us. You can uh, find us on social media at, at what... At, at what will we watch podcast uh we're doing a lot of fun clips advertise it's fun it's fun go check it out and if you rate and review us on itunes uh apple podcasts if you give us five stars you can write anything you want and i will read the reviews i mean it any though they can write anything yeah you want to hear a couple of reviews yeah let's do it um all right uh this one's from <laughs> this is the most self-indulgent do do it done. in a voice oh do crock oh do crock yeah very good this one's from uh, Herb the Dog. <laughs> My new favorite podcast. This weekly podcast is super fun and full of great childhood movie throwbacks. Interesting guests and spot-on interviews. Five stars. They uh, did five emoji stars. <laughs> uh, should I read the other one in, in this yeah, voice, Yeah, you, you should. It is so good. The other one is uh, Nostalgic. This is from Binge Water. Two, two, two. Five stars. Great podcast recapping movies, and it brings back a lot of nostalgia. Fun little mini episodes as well. The host has a great voice. Thanks. And the audio quality, it's great. Uh, TF Sharks says, uh, five stars. Travel back to your childhood favorite movies. A trip through time and explore the stories behind the story. Nice. Very nice. Thanks, TF Sharks. Leave us your five-star reviews and have Kronk read them. I guess that's the new uh, offer. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. The Emperor's New Groove. Dana's great. And uh, enjoy your week. Boom, bang, baby. Boom, bang, baby.